Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. I don't know what the impression that was, you know, with the America thing. Underneath yeah. Michael Rothstein, I, I don't know what I was going for there. It was like I, a, we both failed. Like a South Park character, like it's America, like I America. don't know. It's, it's America. I have no idea, but I know he's Michael Rothstein. I know I'm Randy Scott. I know neither one of us is Canty and Carlin, but we are repping Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and SiriusXM Channel 80, and we're presented by Progressive Insurance on this truly massively important day in college football, and we will, we will continue to follow that because that news. Uh, continues to change, I mean, seemingly by the minute, but we did sort of play the hits there and run through it all as Arizona is officially gone, and it looks like Oregon and the University of Washington not far behind them headed for the Big Ten. But Michael Rothstein, as you were at an NFL training camp today there, and is it still Flowery Branch? They are still in Flowery Branch in beautiful Hall County, which Mm -hmm. – Right near Lake Lanier, which no one should ever go in because it's haunted. It's haunted. It's haunted. Yeah. Uh, which, well, you know, I, I've long joked that the Atlanta Falcons, uh, the fact that they practice so close to Lake Lanier, I, I don't know. I, I wonder if some of those haunted vibes have, like, yeah. just jumped over 985 over yeah. there. And, yeah. and, you know. You know you know who's been the Lake Lanier of the, uh, of the NFL, though? It's the New York Jets. They've been haunted. So have the Cleveland Browns. We had, we had misery. So have the Detroit Lions. We, <laughs> we had misery against sadness last night in the Hall of Fame game. But you know what it was for all of us, though? It was the end of our offseason. So listen, congratulations. Reach over to a football fan in your life and give him a little squeeze and be like, hey, hey, friend, we made it. Because we had an <laughs> NFL game on our screens last night. And what we didn't have, though, was obviously Aaron Rodgers for the Jets or Deshaun Watson for the Browns. We weren't going to see the starters. Interesting quarterback play still, though. Zach Wilson played... And, I mean, Michael, I thought he looked pretty good. Sure, I'll be honest. I I did not watch any of that game. I had other things to attend to, (laughs) uh, including going to get dinner and then watching The Lincoln Lawyer, which dropped on Netflix. So uh, I I had other things to do with my time. I watched enough preseason (laughs) football at at Atlanta Falcons training camp. The Lincoln Lawyer. (laughs) Is that McConaughey? No, when he was in the movie in 2011, they have a show on Netflix now. Oh. It's just the second part of the second season. I won't spoil it for anyone who watched it, but it's quite good. I enjoyed it. I, I burned through all five episodes last yeah, yesterday. Right. We got a court case here, man. We got a court case. Oh, I think I know. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, no, listen. It, I just I can't. It, it takes a lot for me to watch preseason football beyond preseason two, which is when we see a lot of the starters play. And the team I cover, which is the Atlanta Falcons. Gotcha. Because there's just, there's a lot. It's a lot there, and you're watching guys that, you know, you're not, they're not scheming. It's just, it just doesn't do it for me. And maybe I shouldn't admit that as an NFL beat writer, but it takes a lot for me to watch. Okay, well, I'll tell you then. Zach Wilson showed arm strength. He showed a little pocket presence and already some better decision-making. Admittedly, Maybe this is maybe we're all just in this Kaiser Soze level of villainy that Zach Wilson has unleashed upon the NFL. And I say that because maybe he, like a mastermind, set the bar embarrassingly low. 
Hackenberg so that, level low. So that anything that comes after that is considered a massive improvement because that's what last night was. Three of five, 65 yards. But he had a 57-yard completion to Malik Taylor, and he hit this man in stride. This was at least 40 yards in the air, 45 yards in the air here. This was not a catch and run. This was a bomb down the left sideline, and he gave credit to Aaron Rodgers for that play call. Here is Zach Wilson. Harry, it's a second cut. It's Zach Wilson talking about the play call from QB1. Yeah, great call by Aaron Rodgers. He called that one? Had to, had to give him a little shout-out there. Uh, yeah, backed up, taking a shot down the field. Um, you know, kind of pick your matchup. Those guys were kind of just playing single, single safety man. And, you know, I think that's great for preseason ball, see, see what guys can win and separate. And uh, Malik's done a great job all training camp, so I wanted to go to his side. I like the matchup with the corner as well, and he did a great job winning. And, did Aaron call that entire series or just that play? I think it was just that play. I didn't. He wasn't on the headset. Hackett's calling the plays, but I think it was his suggestion of the play, so I had to give him, had to give him love. Randy Scott, thank God you told me which cut it was. I never would have been able to read Mark Morales' <laughs> well, screen. Usually, usually there's a little, a little, in, little inside baseball here. Let's take you under the hood. Uh, you go. I like to go in order of the cuts that are on the screen, and I didn't want to throw anybody off by hopscotching around just because I have the brain of a, a over-caffeinated six-year-old. I do appreciate old. it. I do appreciate it, all jokes aside. <laughs> Sleep, depth, and caffeine is a, is a dangerous combo when you're trying to follow a plan. But I liked what I saw from Wilson, but what did you hear there, Michael Rothstein, from a guy who I, I could be, I mean, truly auditioning for his next gig? Oh, he's 100% auditioning for his next gig, whether that is with the Jets when Aaron Rodgers eventually retires, whenever that may be, or elsewhere. And here's the thing with with Zach Wilson. Like I said, I didn't see the game last night. I saw a couple of the highlights here and there. I'm I'm hoping the kid does something in his career. I, I really do because he took an inordinate amount of stuff some of it self-inflicted some of it the fact that he was playing in new york instead of i don't know atlanta or houston or another market that's not quite uh i don't want to say antagonistic but you know inflammatory where everything is a thing and where it is in new york especially with the jets uh, which is where i grew up in new york following the jets so it's I hope to see. I hope this is maybe the start of. Hey, there's not pressure on him now, so he can learn and he can pick things up, and maybe he can go and be a serviceable player somewhere. That's probably not New York down the road. I don't know if I could. If he ends up being a starter in New York again, due to anything other than injury, Randy, then either he has improved a ton, or someone really wants to just set this kid up for failure. I, I don't know that anybody wants to. I don't know that they're exists a season that was as bad as Wilson's last year. Optically, it sounds like behind the scenes to a certain extent, and certainly what we saw between the lines, where you get a second chance or a third chance, I guess, in this instance. And that's what Zach Wilson is getting. And there's there's a little bit of a relationship between Aaron Rodgers and, and Zach Wilson that existed before Rodgers came to the Jets this year. Uh, it sounded like Rodgers was a little bit of a sounding board at times for the young quarterback. And Wilson spoke on that and it, it just talked about how much Wilson, or rather, how much Rogers uh, has helped him. Yeah, tremendously, tremendously. I'm very grateful for him, and um, you know, he helps me more than than he needs to. So I'm very grateful. So this is back back in January. Wilson, you know, uh, was a topic of conversation with Rogers and, and Rogers, and this is again 
January. This is before uh, this is before Rodgers became you know a member of the Jets. He said, "Hey, he's talented enough to have a long career in this league." But he also did highlight the fact that you know he needs a, a little a little humility and and to work on on some of the things off the field that make a quarterback great. And I think when you have a season where you go in, Michael, with no expectation because Rodgers is firmly planted in front of you on that depth chart, you have an ability to sort of redo your rookie season. You do, you do in a lot of ways, and this is oftentimes what quarterbacks don't get. And when quarterbacks are taken in the first round, there's this pressure, this expectation. We're seeing it now, not necessarily with Bryce Young, but with guys like Anthony Richardson, who I think should play early for what it's worth. But some of these other guys, like people want to see Will Levis potentially play, C.J. Stroud play. They don't all need to play early because the the hit rate on quarterbacks in the first round is, what, somewhere around 50%. And when you don't hit on a quarterback in the first round, you're probably getting fired, either as the coach mm-hmm. or the GM, because it's not working out. We've seen that over and over again. But it's okay if that guy sits for a year or two behind a veteran to learn. Because quarterback is the hardest position to transition to in football, and you can maybe argue in all of sports when you get to the highest level. So I don't think this is a bad thing. Zach Wilson can sit back and learn for a year. I, I really don't. No. Because maybe it can, maybe he can pick up things. I remember this different position, right? But cornerback, Randy, as you know, is often looked at as the position – on the defense, that's the hardest to transition to. I remember Darius Slaves, Pro Bowl cornerback now, one of the best corners in the NFL. As a rookie, he struggled, and he sat and watched behind Rasheen Mathis and behind Chris Houston. And that helped him immensely because he was able to see things differently and then see things and get mentorship from a guy like Rasheen Mathis. And that has always helped him. And he has always said that guys like Sheen and guys like Lover Quinn, who is their starting safety, helped him so much because they were able to teach him and to learn. And I don't think Zach Wilson really had that on a high level until right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true, and, and the relationship goes back to joint practices as well uh, between the Packers and the Jets when Wilson was a literal rookie, and there were sort of uh, chances for one guy to p- pick the brain of the other, and obviously it's not Rodgers picking the brain of Zach Wilson. Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio was presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. I think it's an important decision for him and a decision that I know he's taking very seriously. Right now, they're almost like that boyfriend, kind of that guy that says he's interested, but he's not going to sweat you. This is a no-brainer. When you start talking about this offense, though, I think it would be a match made in heaven. It's Kimberly A. Martin, and uh, it certainly sounded like Swagoo Marcus Spears, uh, talking about Dalvin Cook and perhaps where Dalvin Cook will end up and the fit with the Jets, which is the last team that the free agent running back uh, just met with. Uh, it's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. He's Michael Rothstein. I'm Randy Scott. Dalvin Cook is not the only free agent out there. I'm going to throw some names out there. Some of them are going to pique your interest. Some of them uh, might, uh, you know, make you wrinkle your nose. But uh, how about Julio Jones? How about Leonard Fournette? Jadavian Clowney? Zeke Elliott? Kareem Hunt? Jarvis Landry and Dominican Sue? Carson Wentz is still out there <laughs> as well. I'm just saying, there are names out there, and I'm wondering, Michael, will we see these free agents get signed before the season starts, or could we see some idea of you know a veteran waiting to see how the season's going and then trying to join a winner? 
it's going to probably be a little A, a little a B in the mythical C category that you didn't mention, Randy Scott, which is the NFL retires most players. Most players don't retire from the NFL. And I think a couple of those players on this list, will the NFL will retire, meaning no one's going to sign them because, frankly, they look like they're done. And, and of those, I, I don't know who would sign Carson Wentz at this point because it just hasn't worked in multiple stops. Julio Jones has not looked good in any of his last three seasons and can't stay healthy either. So I don't know why a team would go and sign Julio Jones at this point. You know, Julio Jones, by the way, Hall of Famer, no doubt on that. But, you know, it, it comes to the end for everybody. Of the guys on this list, Randy, Dalvin Cook, Indomitian Sue, Kareem Hunt, Zeke, Clowney, Jarvis Landry. Those are guys I think will eventually find homes. Look at Sue last year. Sue's a good example last year. It could see Sue midseason say, okay, this, this is a place that makes sense for me, and I'm going to go there. You know, once attrition happens on defensive lines and he can figure sure. out who contenders are. Because Mo- Sue is a guy who only wants to play to try and win a Super Bowl at this point, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But some of these other guys, I think Dalvin Cook will sign soon. I think someone will sign Zeke Elliott or Kareem Hunt once injuries kind of take their toll at a position where injury rate is incredibly high every year. It's going to be really interesting to see kind of how all that shakes out. The Raiders have a need at on the defensive line. I was a little dismayed to see that they were not in on Yannick Ngakwe, who's headed to the Bears on a one-year, $10.5 million deal. And I'm looking at a guy like Jadavian Clowney or Ndamukong Sue, but more likely Clowney because I feel like Clowney is more likely to play an entire season. Uh, and Dominican Sue, you know, joined the the Eagles midstream last season and and provided some some depth for them to be sure. And I think, listen, <laughs> I think it only takes like a training camp to realize as a player, I don't want to do this again. If I if I'm afforded the opportunity later in my career, if I'm enough of a free agent or a talent uh, or an asset to be in demand to where I can avoid training camp, sign me up. These old bones and these old muscles don't need any of that. Uh, let me get in there. I'll give you. I'll give you fifty, sixty snaps. Like I could still play. Uh, I mean, Adamican Sue's usage rate was great. His snap rate was crazy last year for a guy that was that was kind of midstream. And I think he can do it again. Um, I think Jadavian Clowney could as well. Uh, Leonard Fournette is interesting. He is has met with the Patriots. Uh, Zeke Elliott has met with the Patriots. The Patriots seem like they are looking for someone to handle short yardage situations in support of Ramondre Stevenson. They lost Damian Harris to the Bills. Where do you see either of these guys going, or or maybe just if you could if you could dial it up, Michael? Yep. Where do they go? That's a good question. Uh, one of Fournette or Zeke would make sense in New England because New England. The other thing New England has always tried to do is have two to three or even four backs at times that they can cycle through. Those have been some of Belichick's best teams and best offenses when he's had that. And, and it makes sense, too, because running backs, you can look at, I, I'm going to go back to the team I cover in Atlanta again. You have three very high-quality guys that you know are going to get, get reps and get work. And Tyler Algier, who has a 1,000-yard back as a rookie last year. B. John Robinson, who's a number eight pick this year. And Cordero Patterson, who's a guy who can play all over the field, as frankly can B. John Robinson. So it, it might depend on the fit and the situation, but there's going to be an injury or two or three here in camp to some high-level backs, and when that happens, that's when I, I would imagine we see whoever doesn't get signed by New England between mm-hmm. Fournette and Zeke Elliott and Kareem Hunt get signed. Uh, to me, yeah. like that's what, what I think we're going to look at. I don't know the right – to me, Kareem, the good fit, a good fit for Kareem Hunt is a team that needs a pass-catching back. Because we know we can do that. He can yeah. do a bunch of things. You know, uh, Is that back in Kansas City? 
Yeah, it's funny. I was about to say that, but you have to wonder if that's just kind of a bridge too far. I think of the re- yeah. because of the reason he left the Chiefs. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah, uh-huh. you know, sure. The reason. Self-inflicted. Yeah, very much self-inflicted. Their running back room is full. We saw Jarek McKinnon is their pass back. I mean, or or their receiving back, however you want to cut it. Um, I feel like Kansas City, though, could be a landing spot for Carson Wentz. Really? Yeah, I do. Andy Reid has Andy (laughs) Reid's track record with reclamation projects is tremendous. There's no pressure. You got Patrick Mahomes in front of you. You can provide a little bit of uh, a little bit of. uh, I don't know, skill set with your feet the same way Mahomes can. I mean, Blaine Gabbert's in front of you as well, but how much stock do you put in Blaine Gabbert? I don't know. About it, as much as Carson Wentz, Randy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, no, but, no, but, but let's, no, but let's fair. be real. There's, other than one season from Carson Wentz, which feels like eons ago, yeah. and the fact that he was picked really high when quarterbacks are always overvalued in drafts, what gives you faith that Carson Wentz would be any better than Blaine Gabbert? No, 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 one no, season a long faith. time ago. I think you need such a perfect storm for Carson Wentz. You need no pressure. You need an offensive genius. You need a firmly established quarterback in front of him, so there's zero doubt about a quarterback controversy. And then you need, uh, you know, you need a humbled player. Uh, that's and that's something that that translates no matter where he goes. That, that is a prerequisite for Carson Wentz. He has to have been properly humbled no matter where he goes, or he's running out of shots. And he's already had plenty. This would be his fourth, right? Eagles, Colts, Washington, like this would be his fourth shot. I want to get to some news coming uh, from Adam Teicher, who covers the Chiefs for us uh, here at ESPN. Chiefs defensive end, man, I'm going to botch this last name, Charles Omenihu? Yeah, I think you got it. Got it. Suspended by the NFL for the season's first six games for a violation of the league's personal conduct policy. He was arrested in San Jose when he was with the Niners uh, on suspicion of misdemeanor domestic violence trying to see when this took place. He'll be eligible to return, though, in the regular season for a Week 7 game against the Chargers at Arrowhead. And I'm telling you about this because Chris Jones, who's on that defensive front, continues to hold out. Chris Jones already had leverage, and I'm thinking about this in the most cynical way. I apologize in advance for, obviously, the circumstances surrounding Amenehu's suspension. But Chris Jones just got more leverage. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's safe to say that. So don't be surprised if the Chiefs move with a quicker pace to get Chris Jones uh, back at training camp. We got NFL that we'll continue to dive into. We also have college football that has just been spun on its ear today as the Pac-12 as a conference is circling the drain. What could the future of the college football playoff look like with all of this realignment? We'll dive into that on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. We will tell you all of it. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, 
legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Is that backdrop? It is that landscape in college football with which we rejoin you on Casey Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. He is Michael Rothstein. I'm Randy Scott. We're in for the guys. You can join in the conversation here. I feel like we've been filibustering for about 90 minutes. This is a this is a democracy here on the program. You can call in 888-729-3776, 888-SAY-ESPN. Tonight, Mega Millions drawing $1.3 billion at last check. Call in. What are you getting? What's your reckless purchase? Don't call in with, I'm going to pay off my student loans. I'm going to buy a car. Blah, blah. Unless it's a sick car. Get reckless with it. <laughs> spend the money Spend the money preemptively that you don't have yet. Again, call in 888-SAY-ESPN or call in and talk about the state of college football, which right now, Michael Rothstein, is so difficult to keep up with. And we were talking about this pre-show. Let's, let's get further reckless with sure. it. With this news today and try to... I guess follow the bouncing ball, right? Colorado goes to the Big 12. Arizona goes to the Big 12. That's done and dusted. Arizona State and Utah expressing interest in going to the Big 12 as well. Meanwhile, Oregon and Washington uh, headed, likely headed to the Big 10. Uh, expected to formally apply today. Uh, expected to be voted upon. Unanimously accepted tonight. That leaves Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State as the only absolutely certain members of the Pac-12, which becomes the Pac-4. What does this mean for the college football playoff? Let's start there. What does this mean for the 12-team playoff that is headed to college football? Well, with the $1.3 billion I'm going to win tonight in the Mega Millions, can I buy the college football playoff? I don't can think, that be no. my reckless work? I don't think $1.3 billion is even enough to broadcast it. Dang. Or what about a university? Can I buy a school? Can I buy a school? and then I can, <laughs> Because I can probably buy the Pac-12. I, yeah, you can I buy, can the buy what's left in the Pac-12. What are you going to do? A, there you go. You want a reckless purchase, Randy Scott? I'm going to buy the rest of the Pac-12. What are you going to do with your other $1.25 <laughs> billion? Uh, I will buy other schools to place in my new Pac-12. I, I, so you, you, you brought it up with regard to the Pac-12. I mean, the yeah. Pac-12 no longer commands an automatic seat at the table for the, for no, the they college do football they playoff, do right? No, no I, I mean, how can you? You're four teams, and none of them have been good at football in the last half decade for the most part. I mean, because you got Oregon State, Washington State, 
Cal and Stanford. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. Stanford's, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's not good. And I don't know what you do if you're the Pac-12. And frankly, what the college football playoff looks like, I have this, I have this idea in my head. I don't think so, this will happen right away, Randy. But maybe our, our producer here, Mark Morales, or our board op, Harry Black, can, can clip this. And when it happens in five years, six years, seven years, we can bring it back. And I can look like Nostradamus or Rothstein Damas or whatever in this. Uh, what's going to happen is it's going to look a lot like the NFL, right? where you might have three massive divisions. And it'll be 20 to 25 teams each. And you're going to have playoff seedings. And you're going to have the three divisional winners host a playoff game, or maybe the top two teams host a playoff game from each from each conference, or we'll call them divi- if they're divisions within the conference. And then it's wild card teams, and it's going to look a lot like what we see in professional sports in terms of a playoff. That to me is where this feels like it's heading to the point where conference yeah. championship games don't ex- either do not exist or do not matter. Okay, so this is these are the qualifications. These are the details right now, and I mean like. Right this minute, before you know the Pac-12 officially dies, right now a 12-team field consists of the six highest-rated conference champions and the six highest-rated at-large teams. If you lose the Pac-12 as a conference champion, as a conference, period, yeah. then you're down to the Big Ten, the SEC, the Big 12, and the ACC. And then beyond that, are we saying... Are we saying, I mean, not conference, does Conference USA get the automatic bid? Does the Mountain West get the automatic bid? Um, you know, I mean, not Sunbelt. Like, I, I, no, I'm, I don't I'm think curious there is what one. it does because this this system has been voted in and it's we're going to have a 12-team playoff in 2024, but now the qualifications have to change. They just, they have to change. And yeah. if you're the Big Ten, I mean, <laughs> you're raising your hand and say, we have 20 teams. We have potentially 20 teams after Oregon and the University of Washington come over here, and we're only guaranteed one conference champion? No, I think each division champion gets in from the Big Ten. I think each division champion gets in from the SEC once Texas and Oklahoma, and perhaps they add another school. I mean, I I, I think you'd be naive to say that other conferences won't continue to go shopping here, and I think maybe it's division champions get in and conference champions get a bye. Because that is the format of the bracket right now. The top four seeds overall have a what is essentially amounts to a first-round buy. Right, and maybe that is how you save the conference championship games because then the conference championship games mean something uh, in terms of getting a week off, and that will matter. Yeah. Although, you know what? I'll be honest. I almost, in that situation, in a 12-team playoff, if I feel like the conference is strong enough, I, I almost don't want to win my division because I would rather have that week off earlier than play another game before the college football playoff. Like there becomes strategy involved there, which gets a little bit dicey and it just, yeah, it just kind of gets a little bit interesting there. So we were talking about a pre-show and, and Harry who's running the board, Harry black played at the university of Illinois. I mean, he's an offensive lineman. You couldn't tell by looking at him now. It looks more like a, like a, like a tight end wide receiver hybrid guy. Uh, but, but Harry, you played and you were talking about the toll the playoff takes here after a, what what a 10 game regular season a physical toll on a on a student athlete's body yeah so at that point in the season when you're already looking at a 10 11 12 game season for these guys to put on another 5 6 games like you would maybe for like say March Madness it does it's not possible you're not going to be able to be in a situation where they'd be able to go through a season like that even though when you have these mega conferences 
that probably would be the scenario where you would get the clearest cut champion, which is unfortunate because, you're, you're like I said, you're not going to be able to do a six-game playoff. That's just way too much to be able to put on a student-athlete's plate. Well, but, Harry, I, would, okay. I, agree, I agree with you, Harry, but I would even go one step further, is that right now I would say a quarter of the games that college teams play are against inferior competition. Like the non-conference and, schedule. Right, the, they, non- yeah. the non-conference schedule. And let's be honest, in the Big Ten, and I was going to have fun with this at Randy's expense, Northwestern. Like, it's inferior competition. If you are like a Michigan or Ohio State, you're, Michigan or Ohio State are just better, like 1 to 90 on the whole, than some of the other teams, even within their own conference. Now the conferences are so big. And if you add playoff games, that just adds more risk to injury. And if you're a college player with an NFL future, and Harry, I'd be curious your your thought on this. If you're that, why would you play? Why wouldn't you just kind of say, you know what, I'm only going to play X number of games, or you're not playing me in your non-conference schedule now because I don't want to mess around with that. And non-conference almost becomes like NFL preseason. So you're saying why would they want to? Why would the players maybe want to play in the non-conference, or why would they want to play in the playoff? Not, not well. Maybe it might depend on how beat up a guy is at the end of the season in terms of playoff. But if I'm a guy who's a high level guy, why would I want to play in the non-conference? Well, and you see a lot of times at the beginning of the season with situations like that. I mean, when say you're Oklahoma, you're playing, I don't know. ABC West University, you know, insert yeah. name of inferior school here. Fighting alphabets, yeah. Yeah, they'll go up by like 20, 28, 35 points in the first half, and then they'll pull their starters for the rest of the game. And it's mm-hmm. usually like an inter, like, you know, ones versus two scrimmage for the first half anyway, so they won't have to worry about maybe necessarily being in a situation where their starters are going to get injured like that. There, there, there's a lot, There's a lot more to this. There's a lot more on this. I think we could see just mathematically 12-team playoff. I think we could see if there are three super conferences, each super conference getting three teams, and then the ACC and some other schools left to fight for the scraps, the other three playoff spots. Not calling that scraps. I'm just saying like it could be a larger pool uh, fighting for those spots. We're going to dive into the NFL. It's Michael Rothstein, Randy Scott, and for the guys, is Justin Fields an MVP candidate this season? we got NFL Fact or Fiction next. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. 
Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, so I got we got to we got to be clear here and 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 change how we view this college football discussion right now. I guess the Big Ten is getting rid of divisions, and they made that decision uh, pre-expansion, pre-most recent uh, round of expansion. So forget about that. Maybe no. Yeah, they could still no go back to champs. it though. I get yeah, very much on the table. That's Michael Rothstein. I'm Randy Scott, Canty, and Carlin on ESPN Radio with the ESPN app and SiriusXM Channel 80. Uh, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. All right, Mark Morales. Keeping us between the buoys and the navigational beacons. Our producer extraordinaire. There's the NFL music. It's time to play NFL Fact or Fiction. All right, guys. So we'll start it off with this. Justin Fields will be an MVP candidate this season. Fact or Fiction, Randy? Uh, Fiction. Fiction. You have to be on a – we've seen it in recent years. You have to be on a winning football team. I don't know that the Bears are going to be a winning football team. They won three games last year. If they have a five-game improvement, they're still a losing football team, and it's still an impressive year. I also don't know that he's going to play 16 games. I don't know that he's going to play 14 games. He has to protect himself a little or a lot better than he did last season. What we've seen when he's between the lines is MVP caliber at times. I do think he takes a step this season. MVP, though, is asking too much. Fiction, 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 fiction. How many more minutes do we have? Because I can keep saying fiction because it's not happening. This is a guy who completed 60.3% of his passes last year. And in the last game we saw him play, he completed 33.3% of his passes in a 41-10 loss to the Lions. I'm not there, in part also because of how the Bears use him. They use him so much as a runner, it's almost like he's a running back. Arthur Smith, the Falcons head coach, said as much after the Falcons beat the Bears last season. It's just not going to happen for him. I need him to be a more consistent passer before I even consider the realm of a conversation of MVP, no matter how the Bears do this year. All right, Jordan Love will lead the Packers to the playoffs. Fact or fiction, Michael? Fiction. And I say that mostly because don't think the Packers are good enough to be a playoff team. Now, uh, they do play in the NFC North, and the NFC North, not a great division, and there's a lot of hype around the Detroit Lions, but having covered the Lions for eight years, Randy Scott, yeah. I can tell you this. When there's hype around the Detroit Lions, it has not gone well for them historically. So that's a concern for me if I am the Lions, although I do think the Lions are legit. I just don't think the Packers are good enough to be a playoff team this year, even in a questionable NFC. That right there, they're not. They are not good enough. They are the worst team in their division this year. Wins Ooh. and losses is going to portray that. They're a six-win team, man. Worse than the Bears? They're a six-win team. They're All I, right. I, I maintain my statement. <laughs> worse than the Bears? <laughs> worse than the Bears. Yeah, sorry. I thought you maintain your statement that the Lions are in trouble. Yeah, no, they're worse than the Bears. They're the worst team. They're going to be last in the NFC North this season. No, they're not going to the playoffs. All right, Mark. Russell Wilson will look like his old self this upcoming season. Fact or fiction, Randy? No. No, a fiction. He's going to look better than his old self. It's not going to be let Russ cook. It's not going to be game manager Russ. It's going to be Russell Wilson's skill set in a Sean Payton system. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be so much better than last season. It terrifies me as a Raider fan. There's good talent there. Cortland Sutton is a good 
NFL receiver. Like, there's, there's tremendous talent. There's a tremendous defense as well. And he's not going to be asked to do too much. And he's not going to not going to scramble himself into 55 sacks like a year ago. So, no, fiction. I'm going fiction, but for the opposite reason of Randy, I don't think he's going to look like his old self because I'm thinking his old self is what we saw in Seattle. I think he's going to look more like what we saw last year in Denver. He's going to be better, but not markedly so, because this is a guy who even before last season was taking a ton of sacks. The whole thing used to be let Russ cook. Well, he's cooking with a crock pot right now where it takes seven hours for him to do anything. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm out on Russell Wilson. He'll be marginally better. The Broncos will be marginally better. But I, I don't see it. This isn't going to be what we used to see from Russell Wilson in Seattle. All right, Michael, this one's for you. Desmond Ritter is the quarterback of the future in Atlanta. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to go with fact. There's a lot of belief around him. I'm a believer that if Desmond Ritter is an average NFL quarterback this year, the Falcons are going to win their division because of the offensive talent that they have around him and the defense that is improved and the fact that they are incredibly well coached with Arthur Smith and Ryan Nielsen. I, I, I think he has the potential to be from what I've seen. There are questions that I have about Desmond Ritter from an accuracy standpoint. We need to see his decision-making be a little bit better, but – the talent around him tells me that they can build around him and let him grow into that role, and a lot of quarterbacks aren't afforded that. So um, I defer to folks who are around this team, and I know this guy, Michael Rothstein, who thinks that Desmond Ritter has a higher ceiling than people realize. I'm going to defer to Michael. I'm with him. I'm with him on this. What's the next topic? Let's get to the AFC East. All right. The Buffalo Bills will win the AFC East. Fact or fiction? Randy? Fiction. I think the Jets do it. I think Aaron Rodgers, if he stays healthy, and I know it's an if, it's a big if, but I feel more confident in Aaron Rodgers staying healthy than Tua staying healthy, and I feel like there's an issue there with the Bills, both at middle linebacker and with Stephon Diggs and, and Josh Allen's relationship. So I, I think the Jets have the pieces, man. They're the, they're the most talented roster in that division, and I think it comes together. I think they win the division. Maybe it's just because I grew up in New York, and I, I can't buy into the Jets fully. I, I'm going to go fact. The Bills still are a very good roster. And, yeah, there's issues between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, apparently. But yeah. winning turns it to, ends up solving a lot of issues, and the Bills are a roster that's built to win. You know who doesn't live that far away from noted college football powerhouse Rutgers is Chris Carlin. Chris Carlin's going to join us on this seismic day in college football. We'll also dive into travel stories with a well-traveled host in his own right. It's Michael Rothstein and Randy Scott in for Canty and Carlin on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel. 80. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.